Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Zivi Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. This 30-minute podcast features a new author interviewed by me, every single day, 365 days a year for about 30 minutes. I am also the publisher for Zibby Books, which publishes 12 books a year in fiction and memoir. Our books are already out now. You can check it out on zibbybooks.com. And we have a magazine called Zibby Mag, where we have lots of wonderful essays and lifestyle features. That's at zibbymag.com. We have classes at zibbyclasses.com. And I recently opened a bookstore in LA called Zibby's Bookshop at 1113 Montana Avenue at 11th Street in Santa Monica. I hope that you are able to enjoy some of our other offerings. But this here podcast is the basis of all of it and started in 2018. And no matter what I do, this is basically my favorite thing. Enjoy. Cody Rigsby is the author of XOXO, Cody, an opinionated homosexual's guide to self-love, relationships, and tactful pettiness. I co-hosted this alongside Alicia Fernandez Miranda. Both of us interviewed Cody together, which was so much fun. Alicia is the author of a Zibby book, My What If Year, a memoir. Adored fitness instructor Cody Rigsby is a Peloton superstar. He's known for his witty humor, engaging storytelling, and pop culture hot takes, as well as his insight into relationships and his advocacy for self-love. He was the second runner-up on the 30th season of Dancing with the Stars, and he co-hosted the GLAAD Media Awards. Cody has been the face of numerous brands, including Adidas, Capital One, Chobani, Therabody, Chipotle, and Gatorade. 
He has been profiled in the LA Times, People, The Washington Post, The New York Post, Vogue, GQ, Forbes, Vox, Us Weekly, and Time, and on Good Morning America. Cody lives in Brooklyn, New York. Welcome, Cody. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Tell us everything about your book. We are so excited. Your memoir was amazing. And I mean, now we know all about you, but you have to have the listeners learn all about you. Yeah. No, I am really excited about this book. It's been an incredible journey. I mean, I started the whole process of like getting a proposal together and all this like almost a year ago, over a year ago. So it's good to see that it's crystallized and is is coming out to the public. Yeah, this is a memoir about my life, but it also is balanced out with some self-love and relationship advice, kind of really through my lived experience. In this story, we kind of, you know, go through my younger years and a lot of the hardships that I faced, including, you know, dealing with two parents that were battling addiction, as well as going through bouts and periods of homelessness. I mean, I grew up super poor. So sometimes I look back at my life and wonder like, wow, how did I get to this point right here? But I think we really talk about that in the book that, you know, through our hardships and through the ups and downs, we can really land in a place of A, self-love, but B, also like, you know, finding our purpose and our our stride and success. And so I'm really excited to share the story with people and hopefully they take bits from it that they feel inspired to love themselves more and laugh at life and not take things so seriously. You know, Alicia's going to jump in with a bunch of questions, but I just wanted to... Hey, Alicia, come on, boo. <laughs> no, no, go ahead, Zibby. Well, no, you go. I'll come back later. Go ahead. I mean, you have such an open kind of chain to your your viewers, everybody who takes your classes. What made you decide to put your story into a book format? Yeah, well, I mean, as you know, you've taken my rides and listen, it's a 20 or 30 minute ride. I'm telling you what cadence, what resistance, how long to push. I'm shaking my titties to Britney Spears. We're doing tons of sort of things. So sometimes these stories or these little anecdotes only come out in 15 to 30 seconds. And so you get like a little short snackable portion of it. And, you know, any meal, we don't want just the appetizer. We want, we want the full, we want the full entree and dessert. So I really feel like this book was the entree and dessert and a a nice little cocktail on the side to some of the stories that I've told. Um, We get to go a lot more in depth. And I really feel that, you know, I think a lot of people who have taken my content really connect to the stories about my mom, Cindy. And of course, a lot of those stories are always silly and fun. And those are the things that I cherish about my mom and our relationship. So of course, I want to share them there. But I think there was a a lot deeper story to tell about my mom in this book and about my life. And I think that so much of that, like anybody's relationship with their parents is complicated. But the biggest thing that I've learned is to let go and to accept people and to love people how they are and know that our time with people that we really care about is short and precious and that the more that we focus on resentment and pain and hurt, we're, it's stealing of us and robbing of us really incredible and connected moments with people that we care about. I was struck with your relationship to your mom, particularly when you described the scene where she went to walk the dog and the dog came back. 
and yes. your mom did not come back and you were yeah. like, what's going on? And you had to go find her and you found yeah. her sort of laying face down. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. Oh my gosh. Okay. And you had, you had this moment in the book where you were like, well, wait a minute, I'm trying to show up and be a good son, but maybe this is more than I can handle. Like, what do I do yeah. now? Tell me a bit more about that. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm 36 now and I've had a few years of being a, 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 a kind of a more of an adult caregiver at this point. So a little bit more well-versed, but back then, even three or four years ago, I just, I'm, I mean, I was probably 32, 33 and, you know, most people my age are not taking care of an adult parent. They're not taking them to psychiatry appointments to figure out their mental health issues or, you know, things going on. They're not learning, you know, what kind of medicines a diabetic takes or any sort of these things. So, you know, I, I remember at times just feeling like really defeated because I didn't have any sort of resources. I didn't know anybody. I was just really trying to figure this out the best that we can. And I just remember times really breaking down, crying, being like, how am I going to, how am I going to figure this out? But, you know, when we love people and we decide to take care of them in a way, it, 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 it really is sometimes unconditional. We just have to take care of them no matter what, what's, what's going on. And fortunately I was in a place where I could specifically like financially take care of her, but also have time to be able to like figure these things out. Now we're in a, now we're in a good pace and I have more understanding and some tools in my, in my, in my toolbox to really make it a lot smoother. But I really do feel for anybody at any age who's, who's really starting to take care of their parents. It's a, it's a wild journey because it's, it's hard, but it's also interesting to see our parents age and still be the same person, but just uh, the, the things just function differently, you know? I don't know if either of you saw this was posted like yesterday. So this, of course, will be maybe a little bit of older news, but Bruce Willis's wife, who just posted yesterday uh, about caregivers and how she helps, how the, how she tries to just put her best foot forward. And that's yeah. all you can do is try to like find something beautiful and just keep going. I don't know. I felt like that was so profound and on yes. theme with sort of your whole message. Absolutely. I mean, you you really cover some very deep ground throughout the book and you're you know, like, like Zibby actually in her writing, you're very open with you too. That are, well, yes, but I mean, I'm, I'm like <laughs> always so impressed by how even on Instagram, you're so honest with people about how you're feeling. And Cody, that's absolutely what we get from your book. And was there anything that you really didn't want to write about or that was, you know, maybe that ended up getting cut, but something that just felt like actually you couldn't be that open. You really didn't want to go there. No. And I got this question a lot. Like, no, nothing has was kind of off limits. I'm an open book. We might've changed a few names of boyfriends to like, not be too petty, but you know, we, we did, we did do that. I think that so much of the things that we consume are so curated and such bullshit and so boring that it's not authentic. And sometimes we just really can't relate to it. And um, I think people have found me and really connect to the point that I'm, they feel that I'm authentic, that I'm real, that I'm raw. And I wanted to infuse this book with that same type of energy. I'm doing people a disservice to preach self-love and share my, share my journey of self-love and then to water it down and not say that, that, you know, the things that we're ashamed of, the, the hardships that we go through, the, the things that we have guilt about, are all 
in that journey to loving ourselves and accepting ourselves. And it's an ongoing process. It doesn't ever change. But if you're holding on to like, if I'm sitting here ashamed of certain things that happen in my life, then I'm not really sharing, then I'm not, then I can't tell you to like, let go of shame and love yourself, you know? So I think it was important for me to just like be as real and honest and truthful about what was going on. And hopefully people connect to that and they say to themselves like, okay, it's time for me to let go of shame that I'm holding on to. I definitely think it beget like openness and authenticity begets others doing it. Yeah. When you see other people doing it, you're like, oh, now I have their permission to do the same. Yeah. I also was so moved by your description of losing your best friend and Mm -hmm. even including the final texts and then all of your guilt about addiction and, you know, alcohol and all of it. And just like, how could you have helped? But how do you help somebody who's struggling? And just that whole rabbit hole of emotion compounded by the grief itself. Sorry, I keep going to like these depressing things. You're such an upbeat, like fun guy. And I'm like, tell me about the worst moments of your life, please. So Alicia can be my counterbalance here, but tell me a little more about that. And then we can go for some more fun. Yeah. No, let's, let's, let's get deep. I promise. I'm sure we'll, we'll get fun at, at some point. No, I think people need to hear this. Addiction is a really crazy thing and I don't completely understand it because I don't experience it. And I've learned to have a lot more compassion with it, with relationship with my mom, uh, losing my father, and and most importantly, my friendship with Oscar, who we lost about three and a half years ago. It was it was really challenging to see someone hurting themselves and continuously doing that, and also hard because he didn't know how to get out of that cycle. And you try to help as much as you can. And sometimes that help is not received because not not because they don't care, but just because they can't. Their 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 desire to hear you or love you is so overpowered by this demon that is just already infused into who they are that they literally cannot help it. And so it's it is really challenging dealing with someone who's dealing with addiction and when you get emotionally invested in your friendships, like we all do, we also have to create boundaries where we understand that we're we're trying to help. We're trying to do our best. We love them. But at a certain point, you can't let your desire to help someone or your love for somebody else outweigh your protecting of your own sanity and your own love for yourself. Like we have to come first. And if we don't have that, we can't help other people. And so I had to come to a place where I had to create a boundary and essentially love from afar and know that I've done my best. And still, ultimately, that didn't, you know, unfortunately, Oscar passed and it it just wasn't enough. But as much as I beat myself up about, oh, I could have done that better. I could have done this. I do give myself a little bit of grace. And I think anybody should who has a similar situation should give themselves a little bit of grace. We only know what we know when we know it. And 36-year-old Cody knows a lot more than 30, 33-year-old Cody. So, you know, I can only know what I knew then. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so sorry that, that happened. I think that kind of the thing you said about being able to preserve yourself and your boundaries is something we hear from a lot of the listeners of this podcast who are not all moms, but certainly there are a lot of moms who listen to moms don't have time to read books. And, you know, this idea that you have to be able to 
take care of yourself before you're able to take care of and support others is incredibly challenging, but also like so fundamental to what we do. I mean, you know, we talk a lot about time and not having time on this podcast and in the many things that Zivia has done. What would you say to the moms out there who feel like they don't have the time for that kind of self-love that you're advocating for in your book? Or, or even the time to just take a Peloton class full Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. No, listen, I don't know what it's like to be a mom. Um, I have so much respect for the mothers out there. It is you know, a really challenging job and you, you don't get paid for it. You get paid in love and, and getting to see your child grow up and be the best version of themselves, hopefully. And I think it comes back to the, the, that, that feeling of grace or giving ourselves grace and understanding that there's a ton of mommy bloggers out there and people who have curated lives that make it seem like, oh, I should be able to have an hour of of time to myself a day to do the facial, do the workout, do the meditation, all these sort of things. And that's not reality. We've all got really busy lives and everyone's a little bit different. So A, give yourself a little bit of grace that it's not as perfect as you want it to be. And then most importantly, like, okay, maybe you don't have 20 minutes. Do you have five minutes? Can you just like, can you lock yourself in the bathroom and take some deep breaths? (laughs) You know, can you, you know, listen to a podcast while you're on the go? Where in the day can you find those little moments that prioritize yourself and don't beat yourself up if it's not as big or as meaty as you want it to be? Give yourself a little bit of grace and try to fit in little moments that you can and know that it's not also like, it's not selfish. Like, I know you love your kids, but you also have to love yourself and pour from a already, I'm sure, very empty cup. Cody, I'm, I'm curious. Thank you for that advice, by the way. Maybe I'll now go and take five minutes. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> you often talk in the book about 
like you, you can't believe you're here, like that you've attained this mm-hmm. level. You have a whole section of like, I can't believe now I can drink out of green glass bottles to have water and like how how you've really made it ordering two appetizers and all of that. How do you feel about sort of achieving this level of fame that you might not have anticipated? I mean, I know you wanted to be a dancer and all that, but how, how does it feel? Like, how does that feel to you? How do you wrestle with that on a daily basis, like becoming a brand? You know, I'm a true Gemini, so it's like there's a multitude of emotions and I can go one way or the other. I am really grateful that I have this and it does excite me and bring me a lot of of joy that I can, you know, that I have success. Like, honestly, the, the fame part of it isn't honestly like what really drives me. I do kind of the success part of it, I guess the monetary, the monetary part of it allows me to kind of like feed my inner child and give to my inner child a lot of the things that it, that I didn't have. I mean, everyone always asks me like, why do I love to go to Disney World? And it's because I remember going to Disneyland when I was a kid with my mom. And you know, kids at these places, they want that snack and that toy and that t-shirt and that drink. And, you know, I could always ask my mom for those things. And I know, and in a way, I knew it like hurt her so much to be able to have to say no because she literally could not afford it. And so in a way, that monetary success that I have now very much like feeds my inner child and, and kind of gives it what what I didn't have. And so that that brings me a lot of joy. And also being able to like give back to my mom and make sure that she's taken care of. I think for the longest time, she's felt like she hasn't done enough and doesn't know what she's going to do next. And I think taking some of that stress away from her really does bring me a lot of joy. And when it comes to like having a platform, it's just nice to be able to affect people's lives and have have them think that like what I do has a positive impact on their mental health, their physical health how they love themselves, how they go out into the world, how they find courage. And I'm fortunate that what I, the job that I do does affect people and that I get to hear that it affects people. And so that really does bring me a lot of joy and happiness. Thank you. So the subtitle to this book is An Opinionated Homosexual's Guide to Self-Love, Relationships, and Tactful Pettiness, which I love. And you are clearly a man of very strong opinions. There are many of them in the book. So can you tell me one time where you have changed your mind about something or someone. That is, oh, that is good. I I feel like, oh, why don't I have this? This is a good question. And now I don't have like something that popped up on my mind, like right away. I'm trying to think of like a food. I know it's not Taylor Swift. It's definitely not Taylor Swift. (laughs) Haven't changed my mind, but like love y'all for the people. If you love her, you love her. Great job. Okay. Maybe, and th- this is kind of like not a very good one, but I I have really moved into, I've never said that Beyonce's bad or anything like that. I just, and I've never said that Beyonce is overrated, but I have never like put her so high up in my hierarchy of female pop stars. Uh-huh. And, you know, Britney hasn't really put out music in a while and she's on her own journey of figuring out herself right now. And so I feel like Beyonce is now becoming like my number one where I'm just like such in awe of her like performances and what she gives and the the talent and the awareness. And so, 
it really excites me. So I don't know if I, I haven't done like a complete one. An evolution, maybe an evolution. An evolution. I wish I could think of the top of my head something else that I know. I know there's something. You're going to think of like 20 as soon as this call. I I know. I'm like, oh, I know there's something that I was like, oh, I didn't like that at first, but I'm kind of into it now. I think, I think spinning might've been that for me. I was never a big fan, but I have to say I'm so sold. I think my longest fitness relationship is probably with my Peloton bike. I love that. I love that. And you know, I think me working at Peloton made me fall in love with it more. It was only something that I kind of did periodically. So it definitely, definitely gave me a little bit of love for cycling the more that I was at Peloton. How are you feeling about going out on tour and meeting so many of your fans face-to-face in lots of different parts of the country? I'm, exci- I'm excited. I, I'm excited. And the tour aspect of it, I'm excited about. I sometimes just... I know how in, in much of an impact I have on people's lives. And so I kind of get a little bit stressed or worried that I'm not going to be able to have really individualized, like tons of times with people who are really excited to to meet me and see me, knowing that there's going to be like a thousand people at a book signing. Like we're only going to get a small morsel of time. So I, I hope that people understand that and they don't feel disappointed because when people come to the Peloton studios, there's like 40 bikes, I think in the room. So I've got 40 people in the room. And then we go out to the, we go out to the main space and we take a picture and you know how important it is to, to people. So I really try to spend a good, like a little chunk of time being like, Hey, how are you? You know, why are you here? Thank you so much. And so I do get a little worried that I won't have as much of that time with, with people. So I hope people don't get mad. No, it's right, don't get mad, mad Cody. No, no one's uh, gonna get it. No one okay. will get it. You're gonna be fine. Don't you think? I think you're gonna be okay. Great. Yeah, you're gonna be great. I think maybe some people will meet you and they'll just like be too stunned to say anything or burst into I know, and that and that happens. And I I think some of the like me and my me and my assistant right now are trying to like organize what the book tour events are gonna be like and what aspects of it we're gonna put in there. And so we're just getting that all together and I I'm, I feel like we're in good shape. So I hope it all like goes off really amazingly. Is there anyone that you're like, oh my gosh, I kind of don't want this person to read this book. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think so. You know, I wrote about my relationship with my Brazilian boyfriend, Mateus, and I purposely was like, sent him the chunks of it to be like, hey, this is going the book. Do you want me to change your name? And so I sent it to him and he was he he gave me the approval. So no, I think I think it's fine. I think everyone can have a good laugh at it. And I think anybody that might get offended by anything is is missing the point. Do you have advice for aspiring authors? Oh, give like just give it your all. Don't hold back. Be as true and honest to yourself as you can be don't try to don't try to assume what people want to read or people want to consume and base your decisions on that but rather like follow your intuition create a book or content that is authentically you and the right people will flock to it like flies to honey is that is that the right is that the right uh phrase bees to honey Bees to honey, okay. No, I don't know. Uh, that does make more sense. I Maybe think not. I think it's shit to flies to shit. So I think I, I <laughs> not as beautiful of an analogy, but it does. Uh, I guess it does make sense. 
Alicia has a speed round last question or two. Okay, let's do it. Okay, well, I have designed... So I was trying to figure out what you like to read. Okay. Right? You've got some books behind you. I know. I like... I like a lot of like self-help or meditation or like advice books. I also like a lot of fiction and I also really love a lot of like queer fiction. So like gay stories, um, I really love. My favorite my favorite book is Dancer from the Dance, which is, uh, is such a great read. I will be honest, I've, I've been trying to get through a little life so much, but I just can't oh. like, I haven't been able to like really dig into it. Every time Ambitious. I take it to the beach, I know. I try, every time I take it to the beach, I get distracted. So beach? No, no, that I, is not the book to bring to the beach. Not I a beach know, everyone says that. Everyone says that. I did design a Smasher Pass literary edition. Okay, great. For you. Do okay. you want to play? Do you want to play a quick round? I mean, do we have time for this? Hopefully I know the reference. Yeah, yeah, it's like one minute. <laughs> okay, okay, one minute. okay. One minute, Smasher Pass literary edition. I think you'll know these. We'll start with Professor Dumbledore from Harry Potter. Oh, definitely, definitely Smash. Because he's, <laughs> and he's gay. Isn't he gay? I think so. Yeah, like that's what J.K. Rowling said that he's gay. Yeah. Listen, um, just like every other gay and s- some girls, I have daddy issues, and so we have to um, get into our Dumbledore fantasy to let go of our daddy issues. Love it. Okay, Mr. Darcy from Pride and Prejudice. I have no idea who that is. I was thinking like movie, also. I don't know. Colin Firth. Seen it, and I've never read Pride and Prejudice. Does that make me a bad feminist? Not at all. Yeah. But it's a okay. great book. Okay. Okay. Pass. Okay. Uh, Hamlet. Oh, I, I'm Talk not about really... someone with daddy issues. <laughs> he didn't. Ha- he didn't have a lot of wives, did he? No. Okay. No. Although I did, I do sometimes have to figure out which one is Hamlet, which one is Macbeth in my head. But See, Macbeth had a bunch of wives, didn't he? Yeah. He had. He had a. He had a very. Um. He had an opinionated wife, actually. Mm, but, I bet. Um. But also, few... uh, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke played Hamlet in that. That was a really good movie. Oh my day. god! So then let's let's definitely s- smash because smash, Ethan, smash Hawk, Ethan Hawke used to be one of my biggest crushes in the like ever. Like he's so he's so cute. Oh my god, he was so cute. I just watched I just watched some movie. It was the one with like him and Uma Thurman, and he like had his DNA in something. I can't remember. I, I, Gattaca, oh my no. god, is it uh, Gattaca? Yeah, I think it's Gattaca, yeah. right? I love that movie. So good. He was so cute. I think that's it. If we're yeah. wrong, we'll just edit this part uh, out. We'll, we'll, we'll edit it. It's okay. I could go on forever, but I feel like we're probably over time. I feel like try to hit me with some other ones. Okay. Well, I was going to go for Sherlock Holmes. Zibby's going to cut us off. Yeah, Sherlock Holmes smash. Yeah. Like, of course, a detective. But like, don't cheat on him because he will fig- he will find it out. But a smoker. So you do have to think about that. True. You know, it was what what it was what eighteen hundreds. You know, very <laughs> everybody was a smoker. Very back then. relevant time. It was a pipe, though. Pipe, yeah, pipe, <laughs> pipe smoker. Different. Nobody knew that smoking was bad for them, so I can't really like hold it against him. He was just a man of his times, and everybody was smoking back then. So you know, I'm not going to hold it against him. I suspect we will not the only be the only people to play this with you on your book tour. So oh, I'm glad. Uh, I hope we're the first. <laughs> I think so, actually. I think I, I don't think I think play it with anybody else. Well, thank you, Cody. This was so fun. Thank you for sharing your soul with the world every day, but also in the book. And I'm really excited for all you have in store, connecting with people, even if it's only in two second increments. On oh, good. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me and and chatting. And I, I'm glad that you got to read it and enjoy it and give me such great feedback. It was so much fun. Thank you so much, and Zippy. Thank you for letting me crash this. Where are you both based? I live in Scotland. 
in Edinburgh. Are you at, uh, what's that festival going on right now? Do you, do you oh, yeah. That? All the festivals. All the, all festivals. the festivals. Okay. And where are you? So, I'm in Watermill. I'm in the Hamptons right now. So. Oh, how lo- how luxurious and rich. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm drinking. I'm knocking right. my teeth against glass water bottles all day. That's all I'm doing. He's like buying guac at Chipotle. And yes, exactly. We love it. We love yeah, it. I'm paying all extra right. for guac out here. All right. <laughs> Bye, friend. Bye. All right, good luck with the tour. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. 